Welcome everybody to the Rad Rides Podcast. My name's Jason Zollers. I'm going to be your host. Uh, this is a uh, show about uh, auto enthusiasts, uh, regular everyday guys, and the cars and the stories that they have and they've built and um, everything that goes along with that. Uh, I was a uh, personal project for me, wanted to go out and find guys who were building stuff uh, on a budget, having regular everyday jobs, building things with their hands on their own in their own garages, uh, and uh, talking to them and finding out their stories and finding out the trials and tribulations that go along with having to put one of these cars together. Uh, a little background on me, I've been doing that uh, you know, since probably I was uh, about 21 years old. Uh, you know, self-taught uh, builder myself. I work out of my garage. I have a regular job just like everybody else. And uh, this is something where I was tired of watching TV and tired of uh, hearing about these large million-dollar builds and uh, wanted to uh, go out to uh, John Q. Public and uh, speak to them and see uh, what everyone's building all around America. Uh, these are going to be rides that uh, you could probably find at your local drive-in and uh, probably would win a lot of local car shows. Uh, guys that are just out there and gals that are out there uh, building with their hands, uh, building uh, really incredible machines, and uh, unless you live in their town, you'd probably never know about. So I uh, wanted to bring these, these folks to the forefront, wanted to uh, hear their stories and hear what they had to say. Um, it's something I'm really excited about, and uh, I hope you're really going to like it. Uh, to start out with, um, again, I do have a regular job, so um, you know I don't get paid to do any of this. Uh, but uh, I have set up a, a PayPal Me Rad Rides podcast that you can go donate to. It's on the site, www.radridespodcast.com. Um, this money is going to go back into my equipment and uh, into uh, going around the uh, country and talking to people. Uh, 20% of that I'm going to give away. Uh, there's two different charities that uh, I really feel strongly about. Uh, my buddy and uh, my college roommate, John Kelly, is an Army captain, uh, went overseas, fought for our country, uh, came back had some trauma and uh, linked up with uh, a, a charity called Guardians Angels. Uh, what they do is they provide service dogs to veterans in need. So guys with PTSD, trauma, or mobility issues, uh, what they do is they provide a service dog for absolutely no cost um, to these uh, strong veterans and uh, help them along uh, in life. Um, you know, I I've met uh, John and his dog uh, plenty of times, and uh, again, it's something I really feel strongly about. Um, the other uh, charity I'm going to be giving to is Help Hard. Uh, another buddy of mine, Sergeant James Bendel, uh, what he's done is he set up a, a charity to assist vocational technical students with their tuition in the Southwest PA area. So it kind of goes help, uh, hand in hand uh, with, uh, with what we're uh, uh, preaching on this podcast, and that's uh, building with your hands and, and uh, you know, passing along your skills and your, um, your technical uh, advice and uh, expertise to uh, to the next generation, so that we we're going to have a uh, a car culture here in the next uh, twenty or thirty years. So uh, that's help hard. Both of those can be found on the uh, on the website. Uh, go to the website and find out uh, donations and charities. Donate straight to them. Donate to me. It's all going to get to them. So first off, uh, this is going to be season one, episode one. Uh, I have Dave Garza, an absolute savage, uh, a guy that I really look up to. Uh, a guy that has taught me how to build cars uh, when I got into uh, the classic car game. Uh, he brought his 1934 Ford 5 window. Uh, the car is absolutely gorgeous. It looks uh, great driving. It looks great sitting uh, there by itself. It's super gangster. 
Dave's such a nice guy. He's gone through so much in his life, an older gentleman who has passed along his skills to me, and I felt it only fit for him to be uh, the first guy on the podcast to kick this thing off. So uh, without further ado, uh, let's get it. Let's talk to this guy. Really? Is that how it is? baby. This is it right here, man. Season one, episode one. Season one, episode one. Rad Rides podcast here in Houston, Texas with Dave Garza. We've had some uh, buddies of ours who were the 34th Parallel Garage who were uh, nice enough to allow us to use their facilities today. They got a bunch of trucks in here. All my equipment set up on a uh, ratted out 1970 Chevelle, as it should be. <laughs> Dave Garza is my first guest. He's my buddy. He's been around a long time. He's the guy who taught me how to do a lot of the work on cars that I know. How to cheat. How to cheat. <laughs> how to steal. How to win in races. Currently wiping down his 1934 Five Ford window. right now. Five, Five window, window, please. Black, matte black paint. Gorgeous motor out of his old truck it's kind of a, a piece together car and it looks fantastic gets uh gets looks everywhere how are you man i'm pretty good i'm pretty good how about yeah. yourself doing great man down here in houston sweating it out i'm glad you're you know, here I'm i, I got thin blood it. now I'm from you know i live in pittsburgh now so uh houston is uh it's hot i'm sweating all over the place now i bet <laughs> <laughs> i bet so uh so you drove this all day today hanging out for most of the day in it Got to take off and... Uh, you been sweating in it? You got AC in it? No, I wish <laughs> I had AC in it. Well, no, not really. You're not true until uh, you don't have AC. That's true. You got That's a very none true. of it. It doesn't matter. If you don't have AC, you ain't got to cry for it. By the way, we are uh, drinking Modelo's. So as this goes on, if we sound a little slurred, that would be the reason why. <laughs> so uh, tell me a little bit about this. How would you come upon it? Why, why did you build it? Uh, Tell me, tell me everything about it that you know. Dude, I, I got lucky. I got lucky with this car. It would, uh, it came across. It was a, uh, it was a gift from a friend. It was a gift, believe it or not. I mean, there was no cost involved. The guy was super, super nice. Well, what did it and look like when you got it? Thousand different pieces, brother. A thousand different pieces, and not knowing, not ever building this car, I had to figure it all out from scratch. And believe it or not, it came out pretty good. And get more. Uh, I didn't know I was gonna be so happy to see somebody get holding up the, their thumbs up, giving me the thumbs up all day long. By the way, Dave is wiping down his car right now because he's, so he's so anal. He's so anal about uh, keeping it clean. So is this a real steel body or this what? It's a real steel body. If you walk up to somebody, real steel Henry Ford. Eighty-six metal. years old. Eighty-six years old. It's amazing that it's held together as, as well as it has. It. uh it doesn't show any of the age at all whatsoever. It looks like it's still uh, original paint. It looks like it, but it's not. Made it look that way. It was, uh, it was a fun process. Well, uh, tell me, why did you, uh, contrary to everybody else who runs one of these 34 Fords and takes off the fenders, why did you decide to run the fenders? It's a gangster, man. Are you kidding me? <laughs> That's kind of like a, a dumb question. You can't ask that. Uh, Everyone always takes the fenders off. I, I decided not to. I thought it'd be a better look, you know, to each his own. Some, some people like uh, 
Big women, I like the big butts on the back of cars. <laughs> and it's got a big butt on it, for sure. I'm going to tell you right now, this is a Big Booty Judy, if I've ever seen one. It looks like when you're driving, it looks like it's kind of floating with those big, wide fenders and everything like that. The white I mean, it's so low play. that it just looks like it's floating across the ground, you know what I mean? Like a yep. hovercraft. Yeah, dude, yeah. I get a lot of kudos about the stance on it. The stance on it, it uh, it's really nice. Looks really, really good. The white what? walls set it off. Huge white walls, gangster white walls. For sure. How, uh, how'd you get this thing sitting so low? Well, we redid it from the back. Uh, I mean, back and front. We had to have the tires. The tires came into play first. Once you have the tires, then you figure out how high you want to build it. So this has been taken all the way apart and put together at the right height that I wanted to. So, uh... But to get it riding low, you just just modify it. I mean, that's what we do. Hot rodders do. So what did you do? Did you cut the springs, or did you get a custom setup? Or no, it uh, it has a rack and pinion in the front. I took out the straight axle, took the straight axle off in the front, and uh, installed the rack and pinion to modernize it in the front to have modern suspension, independent suspension, if you will. And uh, set it up high in between the uh, rails, in between the chassis so that it lowers it in the front and then went to the back end and installed a four link a four link to uh to hold on to that nine inch ford rear end that i've got in there it's nice. got 373 gears it does great on the highway it doesn't doesn't uh wind up on the rpms very high it's got a turbo 400 and helps it run right along man I mean, I can keep up with anybody doing 85, 90 miles an hour. It doesn't matter. And, folks, I've driven this car before. It is a, uh, it's a dream to drive. Uh, I am uh, 6'2", and <laughs> I don't fit in it very well because it was made for smaller people. Uh, Dave is much shorter than I am. Like so, four foot. Like four foot shorter <laughs> than I am. Uh, so I don't fit in it very well, and it feels a little bit like a coffin, but I'm not going to lie. It's, uh, it rides awesome, and uh, I would... I would be very happy to own it and drive it uh, all the time like he does. How, how often do you drive this thing? Dude, I've been given, I've been, uh, given a thumbs up because I drive it so much. It doesn't break down because I drive it. That's what everybody believes. It's like, dude, this is not a trailer queen. This is actually a driver so that you can take it out any day, any given day of the week, in the rain, in the, in the rain or not, in the sunshine especially, but you can take it at any time you want. And I do. I take advantage of that. Well, what I haven't uh, said is uh, Dave and myself, and there's a group of about, I don't know, 20, 30 of us. About 30 of we us. We all hang out together, and uh, we firmly believe you got to drive your cars, man. So uh, these are the kind of guys I want to talk to. You know, this is why I started this podcast. I want to talk to the guys who are building this in their own garages and driving their stuff and uh, not just trailer queens. Not that it's bad, right? Not that these, you know, quarter million, million dollar, you know, builds are, are not nice or anything, but uh, it's not functional. It, you know, it's a piece of art that you, you put in a garage, and I, I want a piece of art that I can drive. Uh, I don't know about yourself, but uh, that, I've always been a firm believer you gotta, you got to get out and drive these things. Use it. Not, uh, don't only flaunt it. you got to use it. I mean, you get it out and, and uh, take a spin. Built, not bought. That's right. Built, not bought. That's kind of what this podcast is uh, all about. So uh, tell me a little bit about the engine here, because I know it's got a uh, pretty cool story behind it. Yeah. <laughs> the engine, I put it in a, uh, it's a 383 stroker. 
I actually put it in my 52 GMC pickup a while back. This was about eight years ago, eight to 10 years ago. And I had it in there and I got tired of riding in this car uh, with this engine in the truck with the engine because you had to stand up on the brake just to hold it down. And I had the engine. And, and for the for, for the people who don't know why you had to do that, for people who don't who are just listening because so, they like cars. It's a lot maybe, of, maybe it, they're import guys, maybe right, they're right, you know right. new new age guys. Why'd you have to stand on it? There's I had to stand on the brake because there's so much torque in this engine that you can stand. You stand on the brakes. You have to stand on the brakes so that it doesn't inch forward at every every light. It uh it got tired. I got tired of it. It got old because of all the muscle in there. Too it had too much. Anyways, in the truck, it's a 52 GMC, great ride, love that ride. The name of that ride was uh, Debo. And uh, when this engine was in it, I used it for, I think it was about five or six years. And I took the engine out because I was tired of it. And I had it put up for a couple years. When the 34 came around, it hit me. I was like, you know what? I'll just go ahead and use that engine in there. And sure enough, I uh, turned around and, and put this in there, and, and, and that, that's what it has. It's got 383 stroker. It's a hefty motor. It, it, does, it had 495. I dynoed it, and it turned 495 horsepower at the rear wheels. That's, that's a lot of horsepower. That's a lot of horsepower. So and now, now that it's in the 34, this 34 only weighs 2,200 pounds. Dude, it'll go. It's a handful. It'll, it'll get. It will get. Uh, not that I do it all the time, or not that I do it much, but uh, it will get. It, it, it scoots and... How do you say it? What's that, what's that, uh, what's that saying? Uh, I think it's shits and gets. Shit, yeah. yeah. It'll, <laughs> it'll shit and get. <laughs> so, so tell people a little bit about the, uh, the motor here, if you want to open it up, and uh, we can kind of talk about it a little bit, because... I know you don't have just a, a typical, oh, 383 with an Edelbrock, you know, top end or anything like that. I know no. it's some old school stuff up in here. No, it's, 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 it's not basic. It's not basic, but it's definitely built solid. It's got uh, so we aluminum got three, We're looking at three two-barrel cars right. yep. sitting up on top of this thing. Gorgeous. Setup. Uh, on the website, I'm going to have this posted. Uh, I took pictures of this motor. You guys can see the, the setup. Um, but go ahead, Dave. It's a three-do setup. It's got uh, aluminum heads, uh, the 202 heads, and uh, it, it really is simple. What's, what's, what's best about this engine is what's inside of it, the, the pistons, the, the cam. Uh, if I could tell you the specs on it, I would. I, I can't because it's I don't. Been so long I, since you yeah, it's been it. a while. <laughs> it's been a while. They say that your memory goes as your age. As you age, your memory goes. Well, guess what? I'm there. How old are you, Dave? Just to let everybody know. Fifty-seven. Fifty-seven. You don't look a day over twenty-one, man. But I feel like twenty-seven. <laughs> I feel like twenty-seven. Literally, literally. You never realize that you're getting old until your bones start to ache. Hey, man. I bet you working on these keeps you young, right? Yeah, absolutely. There's two things or three things. What is it? There's two things that I hate about life. It's burning rubber and screaming women. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, you hate screaming women? <laughs> That's what you got to look out for. When uh, you're in this. <laughs> so uh, how'd you get into this? How'd you get into building cars? <sighs> my, my dad. My dad took away a brand new truck 
that he had bought me because I stayed out one day too, too late, mm -hmm. one time too many. And he gave birth to something what kind, what that... What kind of truck was it? I'm sorry? What kind of truck was it? It was a Chevy truck, 4x4, single cab, long bed. But it was a 4x4. That was, was here back in 70. Was in... That was in 70. Yeah, here in Houston, back mm -hmm. in 76, 76, 70. So that's when muscle cars were starting to get a little age on them. That's when you could get them for a little 77. cheaper and be yep. riding up and down Richmond and Westheimer. Yeah. But those aren't from uh, Houston. Yeah. Uh, Richmond was uh, was the spot to be riding up and down back in the day. I, I'm not that old. I mean, I'm only 36. But That and Westheimer. That, uh, well, Westheimer's, you know, where we used to race when I was you know, growing up. Anyways, go ahead. So, uh, the old man took the truck away. He says, you want to make your own hours? You got to, you got to have, this is my car. You want your own hours? You got to buy your own. So I saved up 700 bucks and I bought me a Chevelle. And I looked at him and I asked him to help me fix it. He says, nope, your car, you fix it. So no money, no anything. And I started doing it on my own. Um, it's a really, really cool story. I what, didn't realize What were you doing for time. work then? Whatever you could. I, I, I think I was working at Whataburger or something like that. <laughs> I don't remember. I worked at a couple of burger joints. But uh, I air, say, air quotes, burger joints. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I uh, saved up about 700 bucks. I fixed it myself with 100 bucks here, 100 bucks there. And I did everything else myself. I enjoyed it so much. I, I dangled the keys in front of dad and said, check it out. I got my car, so I get to come home whenever I want. He says, that's all good and well. He says, but you see this roof that's over your head? You got to get your own house. <laughs> so there I go. I get my own house, and I started buying cars simply because I enjoyed it a lot. So, What all, what all have you owned? Ooh, I've done, I've done about 53, wow. 50, 53, 55 cars and trucks. Wow. All, all of them are Chevy. This is the only Ford that I have done, believe it or not. The only Ford. The passion for this one came out from a movie that came out in 71. It was California Kid. You guys might know that. Uh, I think it was Charlie, Charlie Sheen. Mm -hmm. He was in it, and he was, a, uh, he was a rebel. And he had on the doors, on his doors, he had uh, the California Kid. That 34 Ford had flames on the side. Pretty car. It was a really, really yeah. nice car. That's where I fell in love with them. But anyways, it led me to here. It led me to where I'm at, and I've done so many of them, the Chevelles especially. Right. I can do them with my eyes closed. But uh, it's really, really, it's a nice passion. Yeah, so the way, the way I met Dave was actually through Chevelles. I bought my 70, was my first old car. Before that, I had modified some mini trucks and things like that. And uh, I had bought this 70 Chevelle, and... Uh, you know, I, I really didn't know how to work on old school cars, and uh, I happened to look up the Houston Chevelle Club, and Dave was the, uh, I don't know. What Ooh, was I was the president. The president at I the time. I was the president. So I called him up. He said, hey, man, come over to the shop and look at your car, and uh, he showed up. I showed up over there. Um, you know, our buddy Marco, our buddy Martin was over there as well, um, and we all came really good friends, you know, I mean, uh, over cars. And, you know, uh, again, we all have regular jobs. We're not, you know, these rich dudes hanging out or anything like that. We're scrapping together our money and uh, putting these things together. And I really <laughs> like that, you know. And we, they, those guys like to drive their cars. I like to drive my car. Um, and it was kind of a match. And uh, kind of the group has grown, you know, from like four or five guys to, uh, you know, like I said, 20 or 30. And the second shop that we're over here right now at, uh, man, and these guys got 
all the old school 58, 59 Apaches and, and old school Chevy trucks. I mean, uh, it's grown into something really cool. That's why, uh, that's why we call uh, Dave the triple OG of uh, Houston, uh, <laughs> Houston Hot Rods. So, Literally, triple yeah. OG. <laughs> yeah. So when I met Dave, he had this 307 Chevelle. And, uh, Her name was Daisy. Daisy. And Daisy. it was driving Miss Daisy. Yeah. And uh, it was a 307, and I think you said a preacher owned it, correct? A preacher owned it, believe it or not, yeah. and he had it in storage, sure yeah. enough. It preacher was, owned it, and uh, it was... Uh, bone stock. It was bone stock, 307, didn't Power really glide. have any... Power glide. Power glide. Didn't huh? have any any balls to it at all, really. No. It was just kind of an, uh, an old lady car riding around, and... Uh, Dave took it apart. Uh, I remember helping him, and uh, we put a 454 in it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'll never forget. Dave had just gotten this freshly painted car. It was so <laughs> nice and gray, and I was helping him put the motor in. Oh, wow. and, uh, <laughs> I remember. <laughs> I was supposed to stand on the back of the uh, hoist. Of the hoist. Yeah. We were dropping this big motor in. And I stepped off for a half a second to help him out, and the motor came crashing down on that brand new paint on that front fender. It's still there. Oh, it's still man. there. It's I felt still so there. bad. I felt so bad. <laughs> but it's still there, and that's a good story, right? And I mean, that's what most guys are doing in their, um, uh, they're doing in their garage right now, right? They're they're making um, making memories with their kids. They're doing it by themselves. They're you know getting help from their buddies and things like that. And that's really what uh, this podcast is all about. It's about dudes who are doing this by themselves, trying to figure it out and keeping the hobby going. Built, not bought. You know, baby. I mean. Because, you know, younger guys like me, we got to keep this thing going. I mean, you know, guys like yourself have kind of passed, you know, passed the passed torch the along. Torch. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, have passed a lot of the, a lot of the um, information along. So, believe I mean, it or not, believe it or not, there's, there's kids that have, have approached me specifically. And, and, and they, they like the old cars. They, they like what they look like and and they want to get into it and they'll come out and they hang out at the shop i mean the shop is is it's a nice clean atmosphere it's not it's not booze it's not drugs it's not anything like that whatsoever it's actually just enjoying time with some good friends and right. and uh, having a good conversation and and working with your hands just building it on your yeah. own yeah yeah uh i teamed up with a uh and i don't know if you know I, dave i don't think i told you this but I teamed up with a guy in um, in Pittsburgh, and twenty uh, percent uh, of my uh, the stuff that I make off of this podcast is going to go to him to help hard and it's to help out guys with uh, uh, that are going to be working with their hands. It's called helping hands, so uh, it kind of ties all into to, to know, working cool. on your own car and everything. So that is cool. Well, back to this thirty-four man. So I see on the dash because we really talked about the interior. The interior the, is rough. The, the interior is a little rough. But I know, like, like I asked you earlier, if you're going to put carpet in, you're like, oh, I'll get around to it. And I think that's most guys, right? They just yeah. want to drive their car. Yeah, yeah And they'll get around to it when they get around to it. Absolutely. So what's the meaning of uh, Pops on the inside here? It's, uh, oh, that's it's, it's beautifully, It's beautifully done. Whoever did all the striping on the car and everything did a gorgeous job. They put Pops right there on the glove compartment, and it's, it's absolutely gorgeous. The, um, the guys... We had we got together all the guys or some of the guys got together at a car show and there happened to be uh, I can't remember what it Rooster is his name he uh, does pinstripe it down here in, in Houston and uh, he happened to be on site and I was tempted to put some pinstripes on the 34 and I asked him I said listen I want something simple don't 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 go crazy He's, I, I let him loose and I said just do do what you want but let's see simplicity and sure enough he gets into it. 
my son happened to be there, and he requested. And Dave, tell me, tell tell everybody how many how many kids you got. I've got two kids. I've got a 16-year-old daughter and an 18-year-old son. And and and. And they've been around they've for been they've around, been around us for a very long time. Yeah, absolutely. So all the guys are like their their uncles. They 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 know them not as friends. They know them as uncles. Uh, but they've been around the whole time uh, that I've been into hot rods since they were born. Actually, literally. David was handing me wrenches when he was about six or seven years old underneath the car. I thought that was pretty cool. So I consider his opinion a lot. And when Rooster was doing the pinstripes, um, my son requested, suggested him put pops on the glove compartment. The, the pops represents my dad, his grandfather, uh, the one that gave me the passion about the cars. Mm. And um, that, that, that's what that represents. It's my, my dad. He, he passed away about 10, 11 years ago. And uh, I always feel like he's riding with me. I mean, you, you hear these stories all the time. Yeah, for sure. For, it's real. In my case, it, it's real. I feel my dad riding with me all the time simply because Pops is always next to me. Yeah, for sure. That's man. where that came from. What's well, a nice tribute, you know? I mean, I think everybody uh, who builds their cars, you know, from the ground up, likes to put a little tribute in there to, to somebody, Absolutely. you know, uh, for the reason why they they built the car, you know, in the first place. So, Absolutely. Uh, you know, it's a it's a really nice tribute. You know what I mean? Uh, the so. way it came out is beautiful. Um, yeah, that I mean, the pinstriping is gorgeous. I mean, they did it all around the taillights. I'm going to be taking pictures of that. He did a, a beautiful piece here. Uh, on the rear end, where the rumble seat goes, you gonna put a rumble seat in this? Eventually, it's not in there yet, you know. But can you uh, imagine going down I ten? Yeah, Houston, well, Texas, got, flying seventy miles a, an hour with the rumble seat open. I've got a couple of friends that want to ride back there whenever I get it down, but uh, they call it the mother-in-law seat. Why do they call it the mother-in-law seat? Is because it's outside, outside the car in the trunk, but you're sitting back, not facing backwards. You're facing forward. But the trunk opens from the front to the back, not the way we're Suicide, all used to. Yes. Right, right. And that's and, the way it uh, came. Yeah, that's the way it came. It has a roll-up window in the back. And they call it the mother-in-law seat because you can claim that the window does not work. <laughs> so when the mother-in-law's in the back, it's like, I can't hear you. <laughs> so that's, that's where that term comes Everybody from. Everybody with mother-in-laws would uh, love to have this car. Uh, heck yeah. Heck yeah. <laughs> so what do you think on this, on this car? I'm, I'm asking you a few questions, but what do you think is the most unique piece, and what do you like the most on the entire car? I mean, I'll, I'm going to tell you what I, I like, I, but you, you tell me what you like. I, I, the grill. The grill. The grill. It's iconic, right? Iconic. The grill. There's only this is the only one. The the first they have two grills like this. It's a 33 and then the 34. The 33 swoops out from the bottom, so it concaves in in the middle and then swoops right back out. Uh, this one is just straight from top to bottom, but uh, the grill is one of my favorite. The whole entire car is, but the grill stands out for me the most. It's it's recognizable. Anybody, anyone that sees this car, will will recognize if they know what they're talking about. Right. Will recognize that it's a it's a thirty four. Yeah. Period. So, so my favorite part of the whole car is this front windshield. It tilts <laughs> out. You mean the air so conditioning? Got, yeah. So the air conditioning on this car is actually the front window. The windshield actually tilts itself out, and you get airflow through. And there's a little a little turny crank. little turny crank on the inside of it. And I think that's the coolest part because uh, you get all the fresh air, 
However, you also get whatever's in front of you. You're going to get those smells. You're going to get... Uh, I swallowed a bug the other day. You're going to get a bug <laughs> through there. You know what I mean? And uh, it, it's, it's absolutely my favorite part uh, of these old cars. And I think, you know, a lot of the trucks had it, you know, yeah, up until, you know, a certain point and everything. And yeah. I, I think that's, that's awesome. I, I mean, especially in Houston, when you're going down the interstate and it's hot, you got no AC in this thing, you crank that thing open, it... 20 degrees cooler on the let's inside. You, yeah, let the breeze come right on in. And, and actually, if you when you roll down the rear window, it flows right straight through. You 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 have no idea how much air you generate whenever you're cruising right along. But uh, it's a good feeling. It's yeah. a good feeling. Absolutely. I, I love it. it. It is absolutely my favorite part of these cars right here. I, I think it's it's so ingenious that they did that and that you kept primitive. it. And it's yeah, it's primitive. And you kept it, and it still works. That's the <laughs> the big part, right? Yeah. Because you get a lot of these old cars, and you get a lot of these guys who build it, and they're like, I want to modernize it so much that it's like a brand-new car where you got power windows and this and that, and you, you miss the little quirks of these old cars. Why, you they, know what I mean? why they build them the way they did. Right, exactly, yeah. It, yeah. It's it's a real good throwback, you know, and, and to know that that's how they drove back in the day. Yep. You know what I mean? So how much uh, chop do you have on the top of this? Because this is chopped. It's a chopped top. It's been lowered four and a half inches. Uh, I I wish I knew the, the the exact measurement of the window that was supposed to exist. That was supposed to exist. Right. Uh, but I, I, I don't remember right now. Well, but chop, we did chop four and a half inches off of it. Sometimes you get people who chop it too much. Yeah. You know, and it doesn't look good. But the chop on this is just, it Subtle. flows with the whole car. With, the, with the, the fenders on it and everything, everything kind of flows from front to rear. And yep. uh, again, if you get on the website, um, rad, uh, radridespodcast.com, you'll be able to see all the pictures of this car. You can see exactly what we're talking about um, you know, through this whole deal. Yeah. So what was the hardest part about building this car right here? Oh. So you, 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 you touched on a subject that... that that hits everyone it's the budget right so Correct. i don't have a big shop and we we build these these cars as best we can with what we've got so building some of the panels on this they're not bought all the time there there are some that you can buy but when i had this car torn apart i had to take the rear rear panel off if you will by the gas tank by the trunk okay by the rumble so the seat. rear valance right here yeah yep i had to form it and and it came out I, i'm proud i'm i'm proud not not pr i'm proud of what i have but it whenever i drive up it's not look at what i have look at me it's look what i did is is more the pride look right. at what i did with my bare hands and the panels the the panels that i made for it on the sides, the body is a steel body. Unfortunately, the fenders they weathered away, they rusted away, and I had to put some fiberglass ones on there. Mm -hmm. I'm looking forward to putting some steel ones on there, but um, these fiberglass ones are, are, are they not great. They're not bad, not bad at all, not bad. As a matter of fact, it it adds to the character of the car because some of the paint is cracked, some of the paint has peeled off. But it adds character right. to this car. But you drive the car every and day. That's why. Just about, just about every day. Just about every day. Every other day, I guarantee you. Every every three days, I'm in it. Every three days, I'm in it. Whether it's going to the store, or heading over to the next town over, just 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 for a ride. Um, you don't necessarily have to have the radio on. You can just hear the rumble of the motor. That 
that's that's my high. That's my fix. Right. I have to get a fix every three days, otherwise I go berserk. <laughs> working every day, working every day for that mighty dollar, bud. Sure. So, uh, so what do you do for work? Since you do bring that up, what do you do for work? I'm a builder. I actually build home residential as well as commercial uh, building structures, and uh, that's where I make my my penny, my dollar, and. Uh, I spend every single dime on this, on this car <laughs> or on the hobby. Sure. There was, uh, heck, <laughs> it's a joke, of course, but it's like it might be even cheaper to go at a crack for a hobby as opposed to building cars. It's, <laughs> it, it's expensive. It, it can get expensive. You can go crazy on this. Sure, sure. Well, how much do you think you have in this car right here? Just, okay. just ballpark. I'd say about 30000 20, 20, in between 20 and 30. 20 and 30. Yeah, and most of it, it, and that's because I'm the one that did all the labor on it. Right. I didn't pay for the labor on it. Yeah. Assembling, drilling, modifying, welding, uh, fabricating. Well, and you don't factor that in, right? I mean, you know, Jen, you know, is my girlfriend. She always asks me all the time, you know, little projects that I do around the house and on my cars and everything. She's like, Oh, what do you, you know? What do you think that costs you? Uh, you know, and I tell her, you know, and it's relatively cheap. And then she says, Well, how much is it in your time? And I said, Well. I really don't factor that in because I really enjoy doing this. Right, right. right I mean, it's right. not something to where uh, it's a burden to me or anything. Right. Uh, I enjoy coming out here. Uh, don't let her, you know, no, no, getting away, you know, a little bit. And having a couple beers in my, uh, in my garage, working on my car, working on my craft, uh, and, you know, working on something that I'm, I'm able to show somebody. You actually, you actually keep your, your money in your pocket, if you will. Um, you, you, you. You work on it, you do what you do, and instead of drinking away a, a, a case of beer, drinking away a case of beer, there goes 30 bucks. Every single time you, what you spend on a case of beer or going out, you'll spend, we all spend 50 bucks each time we go out. I, I, I thought about that and it's like, dude, instead of spending 200 bucks over the weekend just to go out and have a good time, I'd rather spend 200 bucks and spend a few hours at, at the shop or at the in the garage and just to do what I can on the car. And I don't lose those 200 bucks. Right. I don't waste it. Well, it's it back in your in car. You right, right, I mean? right, right, right. Now, you say you don't drink a case of beer when you're working the car, but I drink a case of beer when I'm working on it. <laughs> I get a little loopy and, uh, you know, then I got to stop working on it because uh, you know, I got one relative. eye open turning right when I should be yeah. turning left. You yeah, know? but it's relative. I mean, you, you, you got to enjoy the day and relax. Mm -hmm. And if the beer is what you relax with, that's cool, sure. you know, but, but I enjoy twice as much whenever I'm putting it into the car. Yeah, absolutely, man. You know? Absolutely. So what's next for this car right here? <laughs> the carpet. Almost spit, the, up, the, the almost carpet. spit up his water. <laughs> <laughs> the carpet. The, the carpet, carpet. The carpet, the interior. It doesn't have a headliner, and it doesn't have a carpet. So, wait, wait, wait. When these originally came, did they have the plug? Did you have to plug the top because it was open, correct? Correct. Yes. Yeah, it actually had the rag top, the soft top, if you will. Yes. The rag top on the center of it, I think it's about a three, three, three foot by three foot opening at the top, mm -hmm. and it had a canvas top. And that has, in this particular car, has been filled in and with metal and smooth and, and, and made all nice and smooth all the way across. Not that I didn't like the canvas top, but it just felt better for me. Right. For well, me. it looks fantastic. I, I think a lot of people, when they buy these cars, they forget about that top right there. You yep. know? Yep. I mean, that was all of them. They were open. That, that's just the way they were. You know, they couldn't make the panels large enough to, to fit that plug in there. Yep. Um, 
And I think a lot of people forget about that. You know, there's a couple of guys that we know that have some rat rods, and they left them open, which is great. <laughs> you know, I mean, we're looking yeah. at one right now. Yep. Uh, our buddy yep. Abe has one. He's I got think it's uh, 27 Dodge. Yeah, 27 Dodge Touring, and so it's got, uh, you know, I mean, it's which, you would, which you would say the original moonroof. You yeah. know what I mean for the whole car, uh, and which is gorgeous. But you, you know, you can't drive it. He's working on it as well. He, yeah. He's put about thirty thousand into the car, and it's nowhere near finished. Sure. Complete. Well, he's going to be. It'll be on uh, one of the upcoming uh, podcasts for sure because it, it is a, a unique car. You know, yeah, similar pretty, to this right here. Dude, that thing is beautiful. I was with him when he went to go uh, look at it and uh, asked my opinion if I should. And, sure. And. Uh, I was honest with him and, and told him that he could do better, but he was persistent and he went ahead and bought the car and put put his will into it and it is nice. Yeah. He, it's very, very much worthwhile. Yeah, it looks great. So, the, so uh, on the front end here, to go back to yours here, the front end here, where did you get these uh, these headlights from? Are these headlights original to the car or are they... They are, they're original 1934 pickup. Pickup. There's a pickup, wow. there's a different size for pickup trucks. A different size for passenger cars. The passenger car, if I'm not mistaken, is a seven inch, and the pickup truck is a nine inch. And what I did, I liked the bigger style. Yeah. The other, the small ones just seem kind of. It's a little cartoonish. Yeah, it looks good. Kind of, yeah, wimpy. Kind of wimpy, in my opinion. Yeah. But that's the fun part. It, you can you can choose and pick whatever you like, what stands out for you, and go with it. Right. As opposed to just settling for something that somebody else has already built. Sure. And uh, put your put your character, put your your soul into it. Yeah. So what about these uh, running lights right here? Because I think that's that's so great that we got. So we have a black and white theme and yep. chrome throughout the whole entire vehicle. Yep. Got a little bit of brown on the inside. Yep. And then we have these yellow fogs on the front, and they look fantastic. It breaks up kind of everything. Where'd you find those? I at? think I saw that on an on an Auburn. They don't necessarily come with the 34. The 34 only came out with one on one side. If I'm not mistaken, it was on the driver's side. And then the dual horns of the outside, almost like a Bauga horns. Mm -hmm. And uh, when I saw these lights, I, I had to have them. I saw it on an Auburn and it looked fantastic. Yeah. So I put them on there and there there's a yellow tint to them. Uh, there's a yellow tint to them, and it just pops like classic, like you wouldn't believe. It's really nice. It's a really nice finish to, to the front end of this car. It really does, and I like that you kept all the bumpers on it, because a lot of guys, they want to shave everything, right? Mm -hmm. Make everything so clean that... Sleek uh, as possible. Yeah, sleek as possible, and, you know, I, I mean, I, I love the style. If you're going to go with that style, I love the style. I love the way those things look. Um, but you kept the bumpers on it, and yep. it kind of gives that like <laughs> that gangster kind of you know feel to the whole car, you know. Instead of, hey, I'm uh, you know a purpose built you know uh, trailer queen. Yeah. You know, yeah. I'm out here to do some work. Yeah, I don't know if you noticed, but the rear bumper had been hit before I got the car. It had been bumped in the back, and it's concaved a little bit one of the, on one side of the bumpers. Sure. And I left it in there. I mean, I could very easily have gone out and bought another bumper. But as you, as you put it earlier, it's all a, it's about a budget, right? Right. I could buy yeah, absolutely. One for, not that it costs an arm and a leg. It's it's 150 bucks probably, maybe mm -hmm. 300 bucks. But the one that I have was original to the car, mm -hmm. and it just it just adds character to the car. Sure. I, I I like the way it looks, yeah. the way it sits on there. So where did, where did you find this license plate too? Because there's some some interesting rules in Texas as far as license plates go. 
I'm sure you would know a lot better than I would. I've, I've, I haven't lived here in about 10 years, so uh, I know the PA uh, you know, regulations, but I don't know the, really the Texas regulations right now. So where did you find this? You have an, an original 1934 Texas license plate on the back. Well, That's you, yellow. That you, kind of matches the front end of the car with I, the lights. It's actually the, car, the, the color that they put out that year. It, they were yellow with black lettering. Uh, back then they, had, um, they only had the six numbers on there, and then they stamped the year on the license plates. They stamped the year on the license plate as to where they started switching up, if I'm not mistaken, sometime in the 70s and the 80s to a sticker. Remember they used to put mm -hmm. stickers on the license right. plate? Yes. Well, this one isn't. This was actually stamped into, into the license plates. I bought it all online. And uh, if you register here in Texas, if you register the license plates that you have in your hands to the, to the car, then it, it belongs to it. That, that's just the way it goes. Sure. Uh, in a sense, it's, it's, uh, it's uh, putting the package together, if you will. Yeah. It's putting the package together. But here, you don't have to ride a front license plate. You do if you're in a modern, regular, everyday car. You have to run a rear and a front license plate. Right. Whenever you get into the classics, you, you're, not, you're not required to put a front plate on it. So this one only has one. This one only has the back one, and I, I built the bracket <clears throat> so that it sat exactly where it does. I, I, I manufactured or fabricated, yeah. whatever you want to say, but I made that so that this plate would, 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 would go with the car. Well, it looks, looks fantastic, man. So you, you brought up the, uh, the Internet. So how, how has the Internet changed restoring and modifying cars? Because you started modifying cars way before the Internet, I have not, so I only know, well, I, I should say, I started modifying cars when the internet first started, so I'm dating myself a little bit, but how has it changed, you know, from the time that you were doing modifications in the 70s, 80s, 90s to, to present day? Well, back then you could, you could go to a junkyard, actual junkyard, and go and pick, find the junkyard that would accommodate whatever car you're working on, take the parts off and take them home. Nowadays, the internet, with the internet, you can go across state line and go find the part that you need or at least start looking around and they'll send you pictures, of course. But it, it not that By the way, by the easier. way, I, I just want to let y'all know, uh, Dave uh, uses this car so much that he's standing on his bumper <laughs> and uh, is sitting on the 1970 Chevelle that our buddy Paul just picked up and uh, he does not care it's, at all about that. It, 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 <laughs> it's, it's solid, man. It's made. It's it's made to be used. Sure. It's, you don't. You don't. You, I'm not scared of walking next to it with keys in my pocket or dangling or, or, or jeans with yep. your your buckles or anything like that. Right. It's not that we do it literally. You know, with the with the buckles and the keys. Yeah. But I'm not. I'm not afraid of a scratch on it because it. It, it it's it's a, it's a it's a bruiser. It just it it goes. It gives it's it gone, car yeah. character. Yeah. So anyway, you know? so back back to the internet. So you you know crossing across state lines. You can cross state lines with the internet. With the internet, I can go to California and 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 find a piece without actually going out there. I can find it on the internet, and and ask for it to be shipped. Uh, there's there's a lot of scam artists out there, so you got to be careful. Um, but it 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 made it easier. You have a wider range of junkyards to go to. Uh, than you would before the internet. Before the internet, you had to find the part here or wherever you were local, 
find the junkyard and find the actual car and take the part off, you get your hands dirty and you get your hands on the parts as opposed to just ordering it online. But it, it's changed quite a bit. It's changed quite a bit. Um, as long as I've been in it, it uh, it's helped out because of all the friendships that I've made along the way. And if, if I don't know where something's at, all you got to do is just ask one of the friends and, and they'll say, hey, right down the street or on this website or wherever it may be, they'll help out. They'll help out. But um, the web has, has, has helped, has helped. But at the same time, it's an inconvenience because you, you don't put your hands on the part itself. Right. You have to wait till someone sends it to you. Right, and I know there's a lot of uh, oh, this was original to the car when mm -hmm. it was a, a repop, and yeah, you get it, and it, it just doesn't feel. It's not the same sheet metal. It's not the Henry Ford metal. True. Came on this car. Came on the yeah. Chevelles. Came on the old trucks. Yeah. Um, you know, and even now, you know, moving into the modern cars. I mean, I have a '98 Eclipse Turbo, and uh, the, the you know the front bumpers. They're not made the same way Mitsubishi made them. You know what I mean? They're they're aftermarket and they don't fit just quite right. So finding the original parts and finding those guys on the internet, I'm sure, is you know from junkyards is, is a big help at this point. You know? Right, right. So. Whenever you get those repopped uh, panels, if you will, they don't line up. They don't have the same stamp that the original maker had. Sure. Uh, that happens with trucks, cars, Chevy, or, or the muscle cars or the the pickup trucks. I can you can buy all day long a fender for a '59 Chevy pickup, and uh, you can buy it all day long, but it's been repopped. So when you put it on the truck next to original parts, original door, original front uh, front grill, the balance or whatever, you you it doesn't fit correctly, so you have to modify it. Sure. But uh, finding the original parts is is a lot nicer. It's a lot better because they're they're made to fit they, yeah. they were all made with one stamp for sure well i'll tell you man this is a a, a gorgeous uh a gorgeous car um you know we're gonna gonna wrap this thing up so where where can people find you where can they find this car other than my website i'm gonna put it up there it's gonna be a full spread we're gonna, we're gonna <laughs> talk about everything that uh that uh that he used in this car uh if people have that questions because i know a lot of people are going to have questions i'm sure people are building something similar to this if you guys um, are in houston if you guys are ever in houston and you're riding down the katie freeway i promise you if it's every <laughs> any third day of the every third day you'll you'll see me <laughs> if you ride down three days i guarantee you one of those three days you're going to see me on the freeway sure riding well, up uh, and down. Where can they find you on the internet? You got a uh, got any Facebook pages or anything? You putting stuff up? I know Nasty Customs. Nasty I think you Customs, run it. Nasty Customs on uh, on Spell it out for Instagram. Everybody. Nasty Customs is with a K and a Z. Sure. Nasty N A S T Y Customs is with a K at the beginning and a Z at the end. So hit me up and uh, I'll be happy to hook up with you guys and 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 maybe just hang out and have a beer. Yeah. And any questions or anything, I know you'll answer them in you, Absolutely. to your best uh, ability. Yep. I know, like I said, you built so many things. So I'm sure this is not going to be the only car that I uh, interview with. Um, this is this nice. is this one. I wanted this to be the first one because, like I said, I've known Dave for a very long time. He's probably my oldest car buddy outside of uh, guys that I grew up with in, in high school. Uh, but uh, I think you saw most of this car being built, didn't yes, you? Yes, I did. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I helped work on a little bit of yeah. it as well. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, it, it's a gorgeous car. Um, again, get online, uh, go check it out. Uh, RadRidesPodcast.com. 
I'm going to have, again, the full spread of this car. It's going to have a bunch of pictures. If you have any questions about it, email me. I can get to Dave. I know how to get to him. Um, right away. Yeah. And I appreciate it, man. Oh, this You're the best, awesome. man. This I know. Is, I know this is, uh, it's this, been a while. So. This is awesome. This Thank is you so awesome, much bro. for everything. And uh, for I think uh, we're going to go cruise. I got my 59 uh, Apache here. And uh, he's got this 34 Ford. I think we're going uh, to go cruise a little bit and, uh, and enjoy the rest of the day. <laughs> Appreciate it, man. Thanks, Jason. All right, thanks. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, I really appreciate Dave Garza coming out, bringing out his 1934 Ford. Uh, it was gorgeous. I uh, hope you can tell we had a little fun. Uh, we did make a, a couple of errors. Uh, we were drinking a lot of Modellos, so I was a little sideways there. But uh, I'm sure y'all will pick on uh, up on it. Um, the internet is brutally uh, honest like that. But uh, if you want to know want to know any more information, please go to the website www.radridespodcast.com. If you want to have uh, have any questions for Dave, you can follow him at uh, Instagram on Instagram at, at Nasty Customs Garage. That's with a K and a Z. Uh, his uh, ride will be posted up on the website uh, as well as uh, a bunch of pictures of what we were talking about. Uh, go on there, check it out, uh, send me your feedback. I want to know, uh, did you like it? Did you not like it? What can I do better? Uh, what kind of cars do you want to see on there? Uh, let me know. This is uh, your podcast. Uh, I'm going to give the people what they want and uh, going to be brutally honest with everybody uh, about what I think about it. So, uh, again, give us a shout, www.radridespodcast.com, and we'll see you next time.